Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 85 of the Distraction Pieces podcast and by Jove, it's an exciting one. It's one that I've been hyping and trailing for a long time. We didn't know when it would go up. It's with the wonderful um, titan of the art world, Riker, uh, Ryan Callan um, is his, his name, but it's also the one in which we launch and give the secret location of where you can buy one of the limited edition Scroobius Pip toys, art toys made by Riker. Before I get into that, big love to everyone who, who, who heaped praise upon the Sir Williams episode last week. Um, yeah, it, it, he's an amazing guy. It was a great conversation. It was gr- great to have him on. All the love received is always hugely appreciated. I mean, I still maintain that it wasn't quite enough love for the poster I made that kind of combined the Better Call Saul poster and Salt. But, you know, these things, these things happen and, you know, a lot of artists aren't appreciated in their lifetime. And I spent a lot of time using, um, like, some Japanese teenage teenagers collage app to uh, to cut and paste that, but there we go. These things happen. Um, let's get on to the details of this art toy. First of all, the chat is amazing. This isn't just about the Scroobius Pip toy. It's not one big advert. A Riker is an artist. A lot of you know I've I've been a fan of him for a long time. I Instagram his stuff fairly regularly, or have done over the years. He's a fantastic artist. He. He he makes a lot of cool, cool um, textile and cool toys, um, and we talk about all of that. In fact, I mentioned it in the podcast, but this is a great episode. If you do listen on Acast, this is a good one because I, I I took a lot of pictures whilst there, and when we've been s- signing the toys and taking pictures of the toys, um, I'll explain. These are art toys. These aren't designed to come out of the packaging. The packaging is, in fact, as much designed as the toy. And they're Star Wars figure size. Um, toys of Scroobius Pip, the packaging. Again, we go into all of this, so I shouldn't r- ramble on t- too much. But the packaging, like, you know, the hook hole that you have on toys. We've made the hook hole um, in, the sh- in the shape of a microphone. Um, basically, we've made or Riker's made 60. And uh, I've been hyping this for a while because we couldn't release this podcast until they were ready. And, and Riker hand makes and hand packages them. The general run of 60 are silver. These amazing, beautiful silver toys in these great packages, all signed and numbered by myself and Riker. But w- within that 60, he's made some amazing variations. So there's some gold ones. There's... I think three or four lizard ones where I've got a green lizard face in honour of of We Are Lizards, my club night, which incidentally is on this Saturday at the book club. We return to the book club for the first time this year. We've got Flux Pavilion and Hugh Stevens. And in fact, it's the first time I can say we've got four podcast guests there because we've got Flux and Hugh and we've also got... Chris and Stu who did the end of year podcast with me so come on down to that there's loads of details on my website um on on Facebook sorry on Facebook and Instagram and all that but if you want guest list email info at the trash society.com info at the trash society.com and we've actually extended because we've got such a big lineup we're open till four this time so come down to that on Saturday the 27th of Feb but anyway other variants there's there's a few different ones where he's gone for like a black shirt and black cap or a black jacket 
or black trousers and small small variants like that but two only two have got the Riker trademark smiley on the t-shirt and they look amazing so it's all silver and then the t-shirt has got the 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 Riker smiley that he's he's known for and we discuss in the podcast anyway these are now only just now exclusively available at the address I'm about to say and there's only 60 and we're not going to post about it I think the podcast goes up at midnight I think we might post about the actual toys around lunchtime um so it's all kind of a bit of a it's not a secret I've been going on about it for weeks but where do you need to go you need to go to we don't play which is w-e-d-o-n-t-p-l-a-y dot speech development record.com so obviously speech development records.com is, is where the web store is generally and you can buy tons of good merch there including distraction pieces merch but for these exclusive toys it's a hidden page so if you just go to speech development com, you won't find it it's we don't play dot speech development com. so check that it's, it's a one per person so please be respectful and be cool and i hope you enjoy them because i'm incredibly excited that they're that they exist it's been a hell of a journey oh dear i just sneezed um i'm sorry about that you know, I'll, I'll probably leave it in. If Buddy, if, if Buddy Peace wants to cut it out, he can. But if not, then there was a little sneeze. But yeah, so anyway, all that aside, toys aside, or not toys aside, it was an amazing ch- chat with Riker, his collecting of toys, his story of going from art to labouring, essentially, back to art and the su- success he's had and all the different uh, variations of styles he, he creates and styles he collects. So... It was an amazing one, and to be in his studio, his warehouse type space, was absolutely f- a f- fantastic. Seeing all these toys in work, all the ones that haven't worked, all the ones that have worked, and just all sorts of cr- craziness it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, hope you enjoy this episode, episode eighty-five with Riker. It's become almost a cliche of podcast now to be all oh, we've started, but I'm joined by Riker, aka Ryan Callan. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, and I've just had a little tour. I've, I've taken some pictures for when this podcast goes up. Um, I've had a little tour of your of, of your wonderful workspace, and I'm loving it. Oh, cheers! Well, it's um, it's like an active skip yeah it's <laughs> the best way to but a skip it. of amazing stuff like a, a load of things you've sh- sh- shown me it's like yeah that's kind of one that we'll have to throw away it's like if it hadn't been one of the throwaway ones it would have sold for a lot of money but it's the it's the trial and error type yeah. bits i love it i i have to yeah i guess i have to decide when it's good enough and yeah uh yeah because you know, it's, it's a weird thing to have any anything that leaves here that I sign. I'm signing off forever. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a it's a weird thing. And it's each, your seal of approval. Yeah, right? and and you know, even editions they're multiples sometimes, but they vary. So yeah. they've got to be looked at. And um, yeah. if they if they leave here and they're not damaged, fine. Yeah. Uh, but I've kind of yeah by signing a piece of artwork, I guess you're yeah. It's the seal of approval. You're giving it your yeah your. Your stamp. Well, I, sh- I should explain a little bit. I mean, I probably will have already done so in the intro, but um, you and I have been working on um, a little 
Scroobius Pip figure, a little art <laughs> toy. Um, and basically, I've, 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 I can't remember how I first heard of, of your work, but I've been aware of your work for a while, and I've, I've had some work off you, the Stormtrooper one I've, on the, the cross I've posted a few times that, that goes down a treat. And I, I was enjoying, I think I commented on one of the biggie toys you had made, I think it was, and you hit me up saying, like, we should do a Pip one. So I was like, yeah, that's great. And we've been working on it kind of secretly for a while now. I don't know when this podcast is going to go up because as we were discussing, I want that as soon as people are hearing this, it's available to buy at least the That's first right, one. Yeah, it's time sensitive. Because you were saying about a mid February, you reckon you'd be able to have a run of 50 kind yeah. of up and up and good to go. So if you're hearing this now, the, 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 are that run of 50 are available now. And we're going to have one, like the initial run at least on your website, right? Was the was what we thought. Uh, there, yeah, I think that's that's the way we're going to go. Yeah. Again, we're, we're making it up as we go along. We're it's it's kind of undecided, but, um, yeah, you know, you'll be pointed in the right direction. Yeah, They'll, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be obvious. It's yeah. going to be click and buy. Um, it's going to be like, nice and easy, easy yeah, to find. Like one of those big websites, but just yeah. not as smooth. <laughs> not quite as smooth. So I kind of thought I'd come and have a look at you, at you making them and at the, at the studio and everything, and we figured why not? podcast while we're at it that makes perfect sense right why wouldn't we so so here we are and so how's it all been going i mean i'm going to start specifically on the on the specific scroobius a pip toy how's how's that been going you've done an amazing job the prototype ones i've seen and all that look yeah ridiculous um it's it's kind of something that i'm obsessed with toys collecting um i've not been able to shake it off yeah um so i'm now an adult toy collector yeah um toy fan and so luckily enough um having some skills um i just was like why am i spending x amount of money on buying all these toys and um really regurgitated toys especially yeah. star wars as yeah. a thing um you know they love repackaging reissuing yeah. the same old characters with you know slight change and i was a sucker for that for a long time so yeah. now i'm answering my own questions by saying, no, I want to vary them up. Like, why yeah. can't Pip be amongst the aliens in the cantina? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the question. That's, uh, and that's that was it. the cool thing, because when you approached me about it, I was like, yeah, I'm up for it. And I hadn't even th- thought about all the questions, because you were like, well, are we going, like, Star Wars size or, like, Action Man type size and all this? Yeah. And you were saying, I think we should go more the Star Wars size and it fits in with all this and that. And, and then there's the beauty of when you're making them as individual art toys, obviously the price is going to be up a bit because, I mean, in general, you, your art sells for a lot of money in, 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 in places and you, you do a lot of stuff. But the beauty is there will be variations. And, and the first batch you've shown me already, there's like a gold one, a glow-in-the-dark one, a grey <laughs> yeah. one, a black and silver one, yeah. a purple, you know, all sorts. So, yeah, yeah it's the, kind of um, great in that way that they can be that unique and bespoke. Yeah, um, my my biggest thing, the hook... Yeah, the, the reason I couldn't get the hook out of my cheek as a collector was always the variations. Yeah. Chasing these things that all were... The more I've read into it and researched, some of them are um, definitely orchestrated Yeah, as collecting Intentional vehicles. variations Yeah, collecting little you, hooks you for grab them. these guys who are not kids, who can't afford one toy, they can afford yeah. boxes. Yeah. And... But genuinely, like back in the day, it makes me think simply of pogs and stuff like that. Where yeah, there's or even chasers, sticker books and things like that. There's those yeah. specific ones that they make less of. Therefore, you'll buy tens of packs yeah. and get filled up with 
Des Walker football stickers, <laughs> and you, you you know you'll struggle to get a Gaza. Yeah, so, you're getting, no, you're getting no foil Arsenal badge. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's that it's that yeah. that, that hunt. It's funny because I actually did hunt. a T-shirt that just said "Got Got Need," and that yes, was based nice. on yeah, we yeah, used yeah. to trade Premier League stickers. Yeah. And I always like that saying, got, got neat. Yeah, 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 it's perfect. Because that, well, that was always it, and it? Yeah, you know, just going through. Crap. And the beauty of it was... I don't want Matt Letizia, all right? <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the beauty was you'd... I mean, I struggle to remember anything these days, but at that point, I wouldn't need my collection there. As, as someone could be going through 100 stickers, and exactly. I'd know exactly what I've got and what I haven't got. And you're talking, so you're talking about um, 20 <laughs> teams um, with 25, yeah, 24 yeah, members of the squad, squad. Yeah, yeah. and you're like... You know all these got, obscure no, bench warmers. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like you, it's brilliant, but it breeds. I that. can't even name the Arsenal entire squad now. No, exactly. I'm but an I Arsenal fan. Guarantee <laughs> there's a school kid that can with oh, yeah. his, his sticker book collection. Yeah, exactly. and he isn't even an Arsenal fan. No, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that kind of the idea of having to hunt 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 unique ones or variables down was kind of a buzz or became a buzz for you and an obsession it, for you. Th- that's what I was obsessed with. Just, um, and it goes back to the original seventies toys. Like, um, the ones that are really like people go, Oh, Star Wars toys. They were, I wish I had them. They're all worth money. They're not. It's like complete bullshit. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. There's a couple that are worth a lot of money out yeah. the box. Yeah, Most yeah, of yeah. them are worth nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's the ones that are in the box that have got variations. Yeah are worth stupid amounts of it's, money. It's the same with comic books. There becomes As soon as something becomes gets a reputation for being worth stuff because it's rare, the market is then flooded and then there's the like, the new ones are no longer worth anything. So no. when the new Star Wars came out, still everyone's like, oh, we need to get all the toys because remember last <sighs> no. time they're worth loads. It's like, no, they know that now. No, no, you can guarantee <laughs> that, and especially as a thing like Disney owning that now, yeah. um, they're not going to be in short runs. Yeah, None of that no, stuff exactly. short runs. It's variations. I know there's already a mistake on the Kylo Ren Captain Phasma right. that where right. they were miscarded. That's right. something that's genuinely going to be worth a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah, 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 because yeah. it's an error. Yeah, it's and, a it's, and it's error. an error that's made it into the public yeah, and is and, available and this is to the buy. Thing. Most of these stuffs were um, errors and uh, reworkings, and that was it. So um, going back to you being yeah. available in a few little variants, so I think we're going to do maybe 50, 60 of you. Yeah. Um, as a as a numbered set, but within that, there's going to be a couple of glow in the dark, yeah. and a couple with a maybe a painted t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there might be fifty that are identical and yeah. ten that vary. And, and and that's what I loved about it. I remember the first a, a time you sent me a picture, and I was thinking I was having to choose a, which one we're going for. And it wasn't until I kind of thought, I like that one, but I like that one. That I realised. Oh no! Shit! All of these are just gonna like. It's not even yeah, as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. It's not even. So what are we doing? It's like no, we're doing all of them, and that's the that's part of the excitement. Yeah, of it. but then like the yeah, you've got to choose like a classic one and just go yeah. right. Well, that's the Here's that's the, the bulk. Yeah, yeah. And ten people who buy these blind, you know, you're signing up for the silver one. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Um, and if you're lucky, you're going to get a glow in the dark one. Yeah. And there's yeah, only yeah. going to be a couple. So yeah. that's that's the risk. It's it's they call it blind boxing. Now, yeah. Yeah. In vinyl toys. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's something that's blown up hugely. I was recently um, the who was it? Rich T Paint is it or Rich Paint Rick Paint um, and the Trap Toys lot? They recently had he. There was this artist I follow on Instagram, and he had he did just a drawing and then a T shirt of Spider Man dim, and it was Spider Man in a cap, yes, I saw and that. a hoodie and that's all quality. that, and it was great. And then they decided to. To, to, to do a limited run toy and I thought it, I happened to be on a day off I was like they're going up at 6pm I set my alarm oh, I shit. went on there at 6pm literally on the dot I'd got on it at a minute two so literally on the dot and they'd sold out 
Oh, and it man. was my kind of... I mean, I've now had words and I'm, I'm acquiring one. But yeah, it, pull it a few my, strings. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my first experiences of seeing, right, shit, this is really something that's hugely blowing up. I've always gone in Forbidden Planet and stuff like that and seen all the, all the art toys there. But through Instagram, I think in particular, there's a whole another n- realm of it now of real collectibles oh, and I real mean, hard to get. Yeah, um, this is uh, as... Not so, not as an active Star Wars collector anymore, mm. but the thing that I'm now sitting up well, they call it F5 in refreshing the page, yeah, waiting for a web drop. Yeah, so I do it with 3A, I collect a lot of 3A toys, right? It's a um, an Australian artist, um, company, Ashley Wood. I yeah. follow him. I've you've you've actually liked some of the pictures, yeah, of them yeah, yeah, yeah. I've they're seen insane, some they're one to six scale, they have working shoelaces. Amazing, and they're samurais, and they're robots, and I'm. That's it. I've seen some of the robots and some of the gang type things. I'll show you some. You can. We'll take some some pictures and have that because again, the beauty, as I mentioned in half the podcast, is we upload this to Acast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this. It's like it looks like a dustbin almost. In fact, the one we're talking about, I'm going to take a picture of as we speak. But um, the beauty of these now is I upload them all to Acast, which means if you're listening on Acast as we're talking, you can get to see these toys. and because I, I'll forget it. It's like a. It looks like a dustbin. It's kind of pink, and it's got like an, an, uh, a utility belt on, and like a machine gun, and a machine. I mean, that sounds bizarre to anyone that's just but listening in. Like, but they're, to, to they're think amazing. that's a production toy. That's yeah. how it comes out of the box. It's amazing, isn't it? There's nothing like it. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed, and I'm like a champion for them, and I've been collecting them for seven years. They're only like seven seven years old. Yeah. Um, I've got probably one of the biggest collections in the country amazing if not the biggest yeah some of them toys are nearly two grand now yeah single action man sized figures uh, that's it's, insane it's isn't it but again it's making them it's, limited runs and and putting a lot of effort into it and that's been one of the good things of just having a quick look around your studio of seeing that because my initial concern when we started talking about this i was like well i know that these toys kind of sell for quite a lot of money and have to be quite expensive and on my merch, on my website, it's always as low a price as possible, blah, blah, blah. And that was one of the good things of, has been of seeing how it all works is, no, they are quite expensive for a small toy, but they're really good value for the amount of handmade effort that goes into it. And even even on the on the packaging front, it, it feels as if we're doing a, just an advert for it now, which we're not. But <laughs> when we were discussing going really s- simple on the packaging, but then trying to do... Oh, we were going to try and do the cutout where it hooks in the shape of a microphone. Yeah, that's so done. That, yeah, yeah, that's done. It's a, it's a packaging. So, you know, I need to explain that a bit, a bit better. A, a, when you're, you, you, you've generally got toys in a shop, they've all got a little hole in the cardboard hole, that's cut out, hole. a little peg hole yeah. that's kind of uh, oblong shape with, or a little cylinder with a little circle on top it looks for like some a Tetris reason. Piece. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the perfect a lock-in Tetris piece. The, yeah. The three and the one in the middle. Um, and we've decided to make that into a microphone instead. So again, right. it's all of it has got these little extra finishing touches and, 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 and unique parts. So yeah. And then I love all the, that. I love how much is um, like, rel- well, because there's not many of them, they've all been um, laser cut. Yeah. Um, like in house by yeah. me. Um, so I can, I, I'm able to make, I call them toys. They're not toys because they're not meant to be opened. Yeah. These are meant to be... They come in a package They're giving you that's... the dilemma that I've had to live with, which is buy these things, keep them pristine, never open them. Yeah. It's, almost, it's like Toy Story. They deal with it as yeah. well. And again, it's the beauty of and realising it now and when we've been discussing it, it's to kind of make that a little bit easier. 
as much effort goes into the packaging as it does to the oh, yeah. actual toy, if you know what I mean. So it's that kind of thing of saying, look, see, it's all right. It's not like it's just in this shit packet that, you, that, that you you're going to be annoyed with. It's like, yeah. no, this is, this is part of the art. Yeah, like, it's so silkscreen uh, printed box as well. Yeah. So, that, you know, if you wasn't even attached to it as a figurine with a blister bubble, yeah. you've got a silkscreen, yeah. mini, mini silkscreen print. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah They're yeah. hand-pulled. This is like... Um, and this is the thing, they're going to be signed, numbered, um, by the both of us, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm presuming. Yeah, we, are, we are sort of <laughs> making We're it We're still up. making it up as we're going along. And, and that's, <laughs> that, that's what I like, because this is the first time I've come down, and I thought, well, this is the best time to do a podcast, because we're both still f- figuring out what, yeah, what yeah, the fuck yeah, we're going to do, how it's going to work. But that's good. Then the listeners can learn live our, our process. So the, yeah, the, yeah. the plan is to do this, a limited run of 50, signed and numbered, we might do another run if these go incredibly quick, and then you know there's 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 options on that. But the idea is there's limited a run of fifty, all signed and numbered, all available the day this podcast goes out. And yeah, that's kind of that. But we've also worked together in the past because we did a similar right. a limited run with Redshift Rebels as well, yes. kind of teaming up on that on the on the free cheese and a challenge um, print, and they went down a tree again. It was another one I was kind of. I'm not sure. I don't know because art prints are more expensive than just posters or whatever. And then yeah. they were so beautiful, and they they flew out. So yeah, yeah well, this is the thing. It. It's like um, hand screen printed type art, stuff. It's you know, art is um, it's kind of limitless. It's it's worthless if no one wants to buy it, and it's a couple of million if you're Damien Hurst. So it's like, yeah. where do you fit? In? Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to slot into that somewhere. It's crazy. Isn't it? So how did you how did you find yourself in this area? Because the first stuff I saw of yours was a lot of text-based stuff and a lot of these beautifully cut signs and, 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 and rap lyrics a lot of the time that are just the fonts all, all figured out, but then cut into, I don't know what they're, yeah, this, they're uh, cut into. So what was your introduction into it in the process? Um, From kind of a sign-making point of view, I guess. Yeah, I, I was, um, well, I did um, prop design, 3D design, yeah. um, model making, all at college. So I learned casting, I learned sculpts, like sculpture and I learned modeling and I learned all this stuff, not nothing computer heavy. Cause, um, I was in college from 98 to 2002 yeah. and, um, computers hadn't infiltrated then. Yeah. I was like the last of the old school. So I left with all the, um, the old skills. I uh, couldn't get a job in film, offered to work for free, got turned down Tomb Raider two and, um, turned not my back it. on the film industry. I was like, yeah. fuck it. If I can't work for free, I know I'm not that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing yeah. this. Like, fuck, I'm not, basically, I'm not sucking dick. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. And I'll get another job. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll try and be creative, but I'm not that creative yeah, on my knees. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck it, I'm, yeah, I'm not entertaining it. Yeah. So, uh, went back, I had, <laughs> I was working in a bar in Ilford, in, yeah. uh, in East London, Essex, uh, and a couple of the locals, um, I always spoke to them, and they, they um, worked for a sign company, and they did a lot of, um, Weatherspoons and uh, yeah. Nicholson's, which is a brand in London, mainly in London. They're, they are nationwide. But anyway, they pulled me down to the um, workshop. I met the boss, which was one of the brothers of the people I knew, and um, showed him some stuff. And he was like, oh, we need someone to do a portrait of the Marquis of Granby. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll have – I just blagged it. I was like, fuck it, I know how to do that. It's like a, you know, a, a bas relief, almost like a blown-up coin. Right. Uh, yeah, from the side profile. Yeah, so did, it's a slightly raised, slightly slightly yeah. raised. So I did that. Uh, went on the pub, and it was the first of the rebranding, and just sort of um, perfect timing. 
did that yeah. did that for um, about seven years. Did yeah. loads of pubs, like there still are tons of pubs and loads did, of signage. Yeah, and all did that, uh, yeah. coats of arms. Like uh, some of my things are are up in the West End still and have been refurbished. Yeah, because they're in fiberglass, so they're good. Like um, the Cambridge is always the famous one, Cambridge Circus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shaftesbury Avenue and. Um, Charing Cross Road, where yeah. they cross that pub there, that's yeah, still yeah, yeah, that's yeah. still my handiwork. Oh, wicked! Yeah, so it's, it's pretty dope. Like I, I do like walking around London and uh, and going seeing them. Yeah, yeah, it's I a shame when that. they eventually come down. But it's a weird thing because you t- you take it for granted. But the actual signage on most old-looking English pubs, the beautiful, always the ornate letters and behind glass or behind whatever it is in yeah. front of them, they're they're beautiful things. But oh, you that's kind of, it. It's, it's much of a muchness. You kind of ignore it a little pubs bit. Are the, pubs, uh, I'll say it's like pubs and funeral homes are the only trades keeping the old Victorian signage alive. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has gone to cheap plastic illuminated crap. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. I don't use, um, I don't know about electric, so I'd never use neons. Yeah. Um, and I, I never, I, I, I don't get out of my comfort zone in terms of when I'm making my own stuff. So, yeah. I, I was fortunate enough, working at that sign company for so long, I learned tons, and we got a CNC machine, and I was self-taught on that. I ended up buying it off them. And what's that? What's that? Is, that, is, that, um, is the big thing that cuts? It's a computer-controlled router cutter. Right. And um, it can do 3D stuff. <laughs> so it allows you to perfectly cut these huge, huge pieces, essentially. Yeah, I can, yeah you can, if you can draw it in AutoCAD... Or a you know a program um, you can cut it yeah. or you you can if you know how to program it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm lucky yeah. enough of I know how to do the text is really easy when it's small, um, but yeah because I did pub signs which were massive yeah. making small little like rap lyrics and casuals around me that's like a piece yeah. of piss it was yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, nothing yeah. it was it was just me doing the typography by hand so the pro- my process is um, what I learned from the sign writer. Um, which was he used to he was a traditional you know stick and a brush guy, right? And he can bang out any font on Amazing. any wall anywhere. Yeah. And I, I used to work with him as an assistant. I was never that good at sign writing, but I can draw hand typography. I can yeah. paint it. It's a totally different skill set. This guy right, that's fascinating. It's too different. So yeah. hard, man. Like sign writing. Yeah. It's it's and it's so many sign writers. Like around, it seems to have a resurgence. But I can th- this guy I worked with, like by far, is like one of the best two I've ever seen. Yeah, and the rest are kind of. It's fascinating because you don't think about shit. it, but I guess the difference, like with pen or pencil, you've got the rigidity of of that of of that format. Whereas with paint, you've got to have complete I don't know that confidence or that skill to just yeah. Be able I mean, to... sign writers' brushes just as a thing are about two and a half times longer than a regular paintbrush. That's mad and. It's like you can't just pick up a sign writing brush that's never been used and then attempt to try and sign write with it. They've yeah. got to be broken in, and it's, it sounds so fucked up, but they're like they're treated like he used to treat his brushes. He's got brushes that he's had for twenty years, and they've got like a flick in them, yeah, because they're sable, and they've got like he's he's like broken them into a point where they've got this flick where he's like they're doing half the work at the end. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. They're finishing off it's the, the, up, the angle like, or the or the yeah, yeah the style and, on the font. And he he's so he didn't even have to trace his stuff out. He'd do a chalk line, a little like white pencil mark, and he could bang out anything like on Amazing. any board, and it was like crazy. So I was I, that's how I got into typography. I never did graphics or anything like that, and I took that and while I was still working. Um, at this stage, like sort of six, seven years down the line, um, I started do, just 
dabbling and messing around after hours at the sign place and yeah. doing my own things. And that's where I learned screen printing because we were doing Weatherspoons, no smoking areas. Brilliant. <laughs> so I learned screen printing through that. Yeah. And I just started messing around. I was into street art, so I started putting some of my ideas on screen. Didn't cost me much money. Just bought some paper, fucked around. And, uh, yeah, it was. I was like, oh, made some prints, put them on eBay. And then some galleries took them on. That snowballed mm. from just sort of a mess. So around. what kind of thing was it originally? Was it originally the, the rap lyric route you kind of went no, down No, the lyrics, um, it's funny because, like, the first things I ever did in exploring, like, the, the Victorian signage yeah. as a, an art format mm. is... Um, my my thing is like look at Warhol and it was um, taking a process silkscreen yeah. and what he did with it is change it from advertising to art. Yeah. So my thing was all right, I'm going to take Victorian signs and do movie quotes. So I started yeah. with movie quotes because it was like the awesome. movie thing was yeah, yeah, sort yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. And I did a couple. I did like Beware the Moon um, from American Werewolf in London. I did Ape Shall Never Kill Ape. Yeah. I did um, Yippie Kaye. Yeah. Not many. Like, they weren't successful. Yeah. They were a meet, like, they were like mini pub faces. Yeah. So they're about oh, a meter I remember wide. seeing the Yippie Kaye one at one of your exhibitions. And again, it's a long old thing because obviously that's yeah. one long word that. Well, that's it. I mean, but in terms <laughs> of like it looking like a miniature pub sign, yeah. it's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah, a meter so. wide. Yeah, yeah. And the text is maybe six centimetres tall. Yeah. Whereas on, in a pub, the the text is like 40 centimetres tall yeah, on a yeah, pub yeah, sign. Yeah, of course. It's just, yeah, it's, it's weird. And they weren't, they got really well received in terms of, oh, they're fucking dope. I've never seen anything like it. And that mm. was always the feedback. Other artists loved them. Galleries loved them. The price point put loads of people off. I didn't sell any of them for a year. Yeah. Uh, and then I sold a couple to, the first people who took a punt was like, oh, I like the, you know, I sold, I sold a couple of them. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh shit, I, I didn't have the money at the time to, keep um because they're expensive things to make yeah and so they cost a lot to make and then that's and then you put a yeah again that's an interesting thing so coming into it fresh how do you deal with figuring out things like price point and things like that because you need to put it if you want to achieve a reasonable level you need to sell at a reasonable level if you know what i mean if you're coming in selling everything for a tenner then you're, you're always going to be more yeah you know in your in your Athena art gallery rather than your... <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. It's like it's tough as well because in art, generally, the rule is like galleries get 50% yeah. straight up yeah. just for selling. Yeah. So I'm out of my 50%, I've got manufacturing costs, you know, the hours I'm putting oh, of in. Of course, yeah. They're not, they're not like, willing so to chip mad, in with any of that. Because that's 50% straight off the top. That's not 50% of the profit. That's no, 50% of the... That's 50%. You tell us what it's we It's really was. interesting. It explains why stuff has to ramp up so much and particularly when you've got stuff that has physical expenses to to make because it's not just i mean there's always physical expenses because it could be an artist spending hours and hours painting it Mm. but the actual physical regardless of time spent on it the materials cost x amount yeah therefore you've got to ramp these prices up and up to get their 50 percent, get your money back and make a profit yeah and and the only way i was able to do it at, at the start and i did it for two years like basically not working at a loss, but working on. If I sold something, I'd break even. Yeah, which that's not a business. That's not even. No, a, that's not great. It's not is feasible. It? You can't. And that was exactly what put me off being an artist, leaving school. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I. I didn't come from a, a, a well enough background to go. Oh, I want to be an artist. And my perception and then you of an can, artist. You can is, spend ten years being an artist because yeah, you've got money in the sitting bank. Sitting around with um. You know. A finger up your ass, basically. Yeah, 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 uh, that's yeah, not yeah. me. I couldn't do it. I was like, my mum was like, get a fucking job. Yeah. You know, you got to work. Yeah. Um, you're going to 
you've got to pay something towards this. And uh, so, yeah, I, the, the job, the sign thing was a proper job. It was good. I did a lot of hours. I did, you know, not only did I make them signs, but because I was um, a driver, I used to go and fix them as well. So I saw most of England because of Weatherspoons, yeah. which is Amazing. pretty fucking yeah, bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not a nice place to be when you're in Scarborough and a drunk person is knocking on the window at 10 o'clock and you're trying to put a sign up. Yeah. And like it happened in every yeah. town, not just Scarborough. So Grim. it was yeah. like, it's like fucking hell, man. This is, yeah. this is like, and it put me off drinking for a long while. Yeah. Like even just hanging out in pubs. I was just like, I don't want to do early, this. Early drinkers. Yeah. It's not a pretty sign. And the smell before the smoking ban. Like, yeah. Pubs stunk, man. Mm. Like it's disgusting. True, true, true. true. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and and then when the smoking ban came in, you, all you could smell was farts in pubs. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's, Again, it's just not a nice not place a nice to atmosphere, be. Particularly no. a Withers, and that's not hating on Witherspoons, but they are they are very much well, one of the, no music. the early opening pubs. No music, cheap deals, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it breeds a certain vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it breeds a yeah clientele. People who uh, I mean, coffee shops are rapidly taking over. Yeah, that hangout. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and. You know, it's like, do you want to pay two and a half quid for watered down, or not watered down, but horrible booze? Yeah. Or do you want to pay two and a half quid for warm milk? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't want to be in either of them, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 there's options. Yeah. So, 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 so what kind of... So what, who went what off was track the, No, no, see, what was the progression then? So you started doing kind of some film quotes and galleries were getting it, but you weren't really making much money. What was your 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 journey to then because now you, I mean you've had exhibitions in the US in Japan in Europe you've had you've been exhibited worldwide and you sell worldwide you've got people who will be checking out everything that you release you've got c- collectors who are collectors of your work and yeah so what was the process to, f- um, from going from that to this re- re- like, so the signs weren't successful in them early days but my print was right so the prints that I was releasing they got attention. They sold in big numbers, not massive prices at the time. But print yeah. is one of those things where... Uh, um, the, so the two things I was making is these expensive glass signs that would cost me, like say, a couple of hundred quid. Yeah. And a print is costing me a couple of quid. Yeah. And I'm making um, £20 a print once yeah. the gallery's got their 50%. And I was I, like, my first print release was um, Reservoir Troopers, which is yeah. Reservoir Dogs with Stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. That's like solely for me. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a nut on movies. Yeah. I And I saw a lot of um, street art that was like, basically, I saw a formula in street art. I couldn't afford Banksy's when they were cheap. It was like yeah. that same old story. Everyone's got that story, but I was one of them. I was like, I could have, would have, should have bought them. Yeah. I didn't. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 quid was a night at Bagley's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Bank, Banksy print. I wanted to go Bagley's. Yeah. And so it was, and that was it in college. We was like ravers. I was into drum and bass. So um, that was, it was a no brainer. I'm not buying a fucking poster. Yeah. Like, and, but being aware of it very early on in my college studies, like, and having, I actually found um, some uh, Shepherd Fairy stuff from a project I did on um, World Leaders. We had to make a figure and I made Stalin. And half my research was Shepherd Fairy stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was propaganda. It was weird. It sort of cropped up. Amazing, yeah, by, yeah, yeah. By yeah. sort of finding propaganda. And anyway, it turns out to be him. Now I know, oh, fuck, that was that. And uh, But being aware of Banksy very early on, as I say, just not um, investing. And I remember I, I used to I used to st- st- stencil and I used to, to paint on walls a lot. And the day that I stopped, I'd done one. I had some really nice ones where I did this big one. And I stopped doing uh, London because London felt like 
who's who's got the biggest dick contest because that, that's where all the, the street artists went and it was like yeah. I started doing I'd do these trips to Norwich or to I mean Bristol's now a huge cliche for it as well but just, yeah, yeah. just going out to places to do stuff and even in Hornchurch I remember doing I'm in Hornchurch and the next day seeing people coming from the train station and stopping and looking and not just ignoring it as in London because there's so much because I hadn't seen yeah, since yeah. then and I did one big piece that was like a life-size bit down Brick Lane and it was on this particular wall and someone came and covered the whole wall and went around my piece, which um, I took as a huge compliment. I was yeah, like, you've yeah, changed everything that, that was there and, just, and yeah. just just left that one bit. But then the bit that kind of made me... I was, I was busy. I've always j- j- juggled a lot of things, but, but I had one piece. No, it's that same piece, in fact, that someone had gone round and left there. And then a, a, a few months later or a year later or something, someone had put a cross over its face and written... Fuck Banksy, <laughs> and because Banksy had got so big, the, yeah, the viewers yeah. anything that's a stencil, yeah. it's Banksy, and oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. that made me kind of go, I can't be asked with this then because number one, it's annoying, and I've got a love hate thing with Banksy. I think he's he's he, I, I loved him. I think he's done some amazing stuff. There's been some stuff I've not agreed with, but I'm still you know I'm still a fan and respect him. But it was one name. I was like, anything I do that's good, people will just default think he's a Banksy anyway and yeah. then, you know what I mean so yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. Of, I was like I can't be asked for this 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 was my f- yeah this was uh, <laughs> yeah no totally my thing I was like a street I, I say street art fan I was just aware of this movement that happened in the late 90s and and it you know it, it does stem back to Banksy because he was really proactive and I'm from East London yeah. Yeah. I was you know I'm, I'm brought up around there yeah. I did move out to Essex but I'm always I'm, you know art was in East London yeah, for me 100%. so I'm always there every day and because I'm in and out of the city I remember seeing all this stuff coming up and going down like you know Banksy's being buffed and I was just interested and I'm and I was like well I can I can draw I'm not a painter but I can I can certainly draw I yeah. couldn't use a computer back then so um the first few things I did were like using the software that I was making signs with really fucking long-winded now yeah, yeah. in retrospect like Reservoir Troopers um has been bootlegged yeah. and I, like for me it's great because people just people don't like it just brush it off as a bootleg and essentially like if you want to be it, what's original is the two things coming together yeah the, yeah the two subjects are not mine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's the putting the two together so that has the made math. the original yeah yeah um, and that was the, that was the thing. Like street art for me is an equation. You need you need like two basic components to equal X. And that's what I loved about it. It wasn't always necessarily about a, a level of skill. But because again, I don't, I, I've never seen myself as a particularly talented artist. But I literally, I started seeing a bit of stenciling going up. And it's going to sound stupid, but I used to always in my lunch break draw on the photos in newspapers. Yeah. So I either go around them or fill bits in. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like started doing that more and started doing it more as kind of practice of a stencil like if i wanted this picture of john major or whoever to be a stencil yeah here's the bits i'd just i'll just color in the shadows yeah and that was that kind of all oh, right i can and, that, and that's you can you do can that tell, and that's um, where the creativity just comes into it yeah that's i mean that's one of banksy's like things he's he's stenciling is the fucking best like yeah even if you don't like the subject you you know he's not running filters in Photoshop. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Because the um, you know I I use all different stuff now. Sometimes I'm using half tone. It depends. It's like what does the image need to work? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not restricted to one format. And his stenciling was like, well, if if I'm going to make a stencil, it needs to be that good. Yeah. Or near that, and not look like it's come out of posterize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. posterize. 
is fucking screaming posterized. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's no getting around it. It's, it's, it, it becomes a thing instantly. It becomes so recognisable instantly. It's the same thing my brother said when Instagram started to blow up. He was like, if someone makes a company now that can remove Instagram filters from photos, then that'll be big money down the line. Because there was a <laughs> point where every photo that went up online had an Instagram filter on. Yeah, luckily Now you look at it and you're bit. like, fucking hell, that's such an obvious... Do you know what I mean? It looks so yeah. cliche. It's like... People aren't going to have copies of these photos. If you can remove that, then that's your, yeah, yeah. That's your money there. Well, but. It has fallen to the wayside, those filters, because yeah, yeah. they've, they've not made it like the primary thing you do after you've chosen your photo. No, so exactly. that's quite nice. You can do more stuff. You can play about and just yeah. make it a bit richer so that's, without going, here's a template. Yeah, that's that was pretty good. I've, I've lost my train no, of thought. But, um, but, but, but yeah, what Banksy was doing good was it clearly wasn't just a computer program or whatever, just going, he's grabbing this, he's doing his... With a level of art and with yeah. a level of originality, so, and so his thing, his formula. I think a lot of people who are successful in street art have this same formula. They might, I think they're all aware. The good guys, the the, the top people I deem as top artists, mm. are aware what they're doing. And Banksy's formula was often humour. So yep. his stuff's quintessentially British with yeah. a, like a core uh, humour involved. And even like if it's political or something, it's like pop. There's, there's pop culture involved. Yeah. So he's funny and it's something instantly connectable to most people. They can go, oh, that's Queen Victoria. She's sitting on someone's face. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, that was what got me. I it's the like, simplest the humour that will, yeah. will, will draw you in. And then, like, so the thing that sort of booted me up the arse was two things. Banksy did Pulp Fiction, which was the Pulp, uh, you know, Jules and Vincent yeah. holding bananas. Holding bananas Warhol yeah. reference. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I like Warhol. I like Pulp Fiction. I, yeah. I can actually do something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, another guy called Elis, he was doing, um, he'd done a Chewbacca. I actually bought one. It was Chewbacca getting his hair cut, like a buzz cut. Brilliant. And, and the picture was um, like an old, I think it's an American uh, military barber. Yeah. And it was called Chew Barber. And I was like, fuck, I could definitely get involved. Like yeah. Star Wars is like, that, that was like tweaking my fucking heartstrings. Yeah, it was like, yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. like that was it, I was alive. So the, the next resulting thing was Tarantino. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, and yeah, yeah, yeah. for me it was obvious. Like the film's about um, anonymous guys coming together for a job, yeah. bad guys. So it was it. It was like Reservoir Troopers, Troopers yeah, all yeah, white yeah. helmets, and everyone was like, "Oh, why don't you put Vader in there?" It's like, no, because because it wasn't a Vader. No, he was <laughs> sat behind a desk. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah he yeah, weren't yeah. in the job, yeah. and nor was Nice Guy Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. They they got them fuckers to do the dirty work. Yeah. Um, and so that was it for me. It was like, it works on that level and I want this poster. Like, yeah. I want this print. I need to make it. And I did that and it went it went crazy. And uh, yeah, and then I sort of um, carried on with that and Star Wars is reoccurring. Like, just, I'm still doing Star Wars influence stuff now. Um, like, years down the line. Ten years down the line. Oh, this is your 10-year anniversary of your, of your birth me, into the art world, Yeah, right? from me yeah. putting something, from making a silk screen, putting it on eBay, and selling one in 30 minutes. Yeah. From nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, shit. Um, yeah. So, so what was the journey then to go in to, to figures? Because I said, I'd seen, I'd seen a load of your prints, I liked them. The bit that I was like, I need to have one, was as soon as I saw the Stormtrooper on the cross. That was just instantly like, this is amazing. This, and still, every time I'd Instagram it or whatever, it would get people just going like, this is... Yeah. It'd get a certain amount of people angry, which is great as well, all, all good Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, the anger for me, I don't I don't get, right? I'm not a religious person. I'm, yeah. Um, and it's not meant to be Jesus. Like, that's the biggest, like, mistake people make yeah. with it. It's like, p- 
people still get crucified in Saudi Arabia now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's current. Yeah, Jesus didn't invent you crucifixion. You only know he the ones, you know the celebrity that yeah. got crucified. <laughs> you know, I think um, John Paul the Baptist got crucified as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tons of people. Hundred, like, there's probably, um, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people yeah. over the years of, you know, two, 2016 years since yeah. birth, uh, the birth of Christ. If you want to relate it to him, which is not, yeah, it, it predates him anyway. Yeah, 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 like, exactly. So it's, it, and he didn't invent a special a, no. a way of dealing with this particular scally. But, but one of the things that excited me about oh, there's one here I'm looking at. In fact, <laughs> excited me about it was the cross was actual parts of this of one of the ships, like or prints of the imprints from the toys. Yeah, so you really m- built it's, it as it's a, multiple toys. So yeah. there's parts of the Millennium Falcon. There's Atat. There's Tie Fighter. There is the ATST hatch. Is the right. Halo. Yep, perfect. Um, it, and and that is um, what you turn in film and in um, sort of art. You call it kit bashing when yeah. you smash stuff up, make something new. Yeah. So the cross for me uh, was the thing I built first. Yeah. Because I thought a ship, star destroyers, or the triangles, they're floating pyramids. Yeah. I was like, I want to make a ship that's a cross because it's a fucking dope shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just comes to happen that the new lightsaber is across. Is across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, clearly been influenced now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah it's like I'm hoping I'm getting a cut somewhere along the perverse line <laughs> of this. But anyway, it's like, yeah, it, Kylo Ren's lightsaber is across. And for yeah. me, I was like, that's dope because he looks like an old, um, something from Game of Thrones now. Yeah, I was yeah, like, it's yeah. cool. It's, yeah. But yeah, so that was intentionally like going to be a ship or like, so, at a so, glance, you just think, fuck, that's a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. So talk me through a little bit how it works. So you'll make, essentially have to make a cast for for each thing, essentially. So you make a cast for the Stormtrooper and so on and so forth. Yeah. And then, make, and then you can make multiple... Make moulds, um, silicon moulds. Right, yeah. um, some some stuff's one-off. Like, it'll be a sculpt in a, like a hard ceramic material. Right. Um, but very, more often than not, I'm gearing up to make a small run of something. Yeah. And they all vary because they're hand-finished, they're hand-sanded, they're hand-put-together, they're glued yeah. in different ways. So your one's going to be different from that. At yeah. a glance, it might yeah, be the yeah, same, yeah, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. And what's, what, my little joke on this um, Stormtrooper is, he was an alarm clock that I bought. Right. So I chopped him up because he was just rigid and stuck in a pose, and it was such a shit alarm clock. Wow. I was like, he's a really nice clock. odd size. He's not the yeah. toy, and he's he's a bit different. He's he's probably about, what, eight, nine inches tall? Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to cut him up, and I re-sculpted all of the missing body undersuit. Yeah. So that's all me. But the hands are from... Um, a WWF wrestling toy because they're like really sprawled out hands and they were big enough and I was like That's they're just perfect and it's like yeah. lo- lovely kit bash so he's got like um, I think it was like one of the Legion of Doom's hands on his, <laughs> <laughs> on his uh, yeah so they and then made a mould of my rejigged that's what I've liked thing. like having a, a, a look around and seeing some of the things where you are essentially you're pulling numerous toys apart smashing them together and making a mould and then you can make what looks like this fresh, or what is this fresh new toy from yeah. a Frankenstein of different and things you've found or put together. Yeah, for me, it's like I, that. That comes from music. Like sampling is essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah. music sampling is that. That's great. I'm just yeah, doing yeah, it yeah. in a physical way. It's like um, it's a grey area, and you know, if it's kind of the same in music. If you don't get these things cleared, I'm not getting them cleared because I'm. I don't know. I just. I make this stuff and I'm more like, fuck it, put it out. I'm not making loads. I'm not I'm not really making a dent in 
the big mouse's fortune. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah It's yeah. like, I'm, and I'm not trying. I'm not um, conflicting with what they put out either. No, no. Like, I don't think Disney are going to put out of, anything. Yeah, that that's looks it. Like it's that. a level of it's. It's there is a satire in it. There is, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's that thing of like, I'm. I'm exploring it more now, Star Wars, anyway, as a as a cult, um, because it was um, a religion for a short time in this country. Yeah, yeah. And, a registered and for religion. me, yeah, it was like, well, if I, you know, when I fill out the box, I put Jedi. I yeah. do put Jedi. And and then people go, well, but Stormtroopers are not Jedi. And I, no, no, Stormtroopers, the anonymous entity. You don't know who he is. Yeah, He's yeah. anti-Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not selling you a long-haired... <laughs> Dude yeah, yeah, from yeah. the Middle East. Yeah. I'm just telling you this guy, you don't even know who he is. And what comes to play in the new film? The Stormtrooper defects and becomes yeah. good. I'm like, fuck, I, I foresaw this. this, is, this is, it's, it's, it's all in your artwork. It's I was like, shit, collection. man. I was like, yeah, I made this years ago. Like, these crosses are a couple of years old. I'm, um, and for me, like, that new Star Wars film has got good and bad parts. It's, yeah. it's a lot better than the prequels, but... I was like, fuck, some of this stuff, I'm like, shit, have they, are they actually aware of what I've done? Because <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of flattering myself. Yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, be yeah. honest, they've got like top writers and they've probably never heard of me. It's great combinations though. So, 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 so what, obviously Star Wars ones have been a, a great one for you and been a great theme, but you've also gone down hip-hop routes and made B- Biggie Toys and Tupac Toys and, and Easy E, I think, and numerous yeah. people. So, so what was the kind of draw there and um, I mean again one of the first things I saw was the the cash rules everything around me in the again in the beautiful red and gold glass pub type sign and they're just such striking images and striking they seem to sum up that vibe of hip hop as well yeah so like the the decision I made like, was like Star Wars is reoccurring and I was like I was kind of getting bored with the fact that I'm like doing a lot of Star Wars type stuff and when I revisited the pub signs, mm. I was, was like, the movie stuff didn't work. So I need to think about what else I'm into. Yeah. And most of this, I mean, 99% of this stuff I make is personal. It's like things I want, I can't have. Yeah. Because we don't have the wall space at home. And the missus is like, there's, there's a line drawn of I mean, what she the beauty, can live with. There's kind of the beauty there of being a toy collector for years or being a fan of toys for years and then being able to go... I can now make the toys that I want. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, 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 do I mean, so yeah. think along them lines of what would I if I didn't know how to do this? What would I be searching for? Yeah, then come up with it and go right now. Uh, I'll make that. Yeah, I'm filling voids. Yeah, um, and I'm sort of like in a in a perverse way. I'm trying to save myself money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm making my own stuff, but it's not that. It's like so the hip hop is like I would have loved to have been a musician. Um, I'm a foul DJ. Couldn't MC. Tried it done yeah. it you know it was not it was not nice it was uh that and so i explored other arts like yeah. arts is what i was into so ticked music off as a like you sh- you're shit mate move on yeah. and, and so i had to and yeah luckily i found a voice and i found an out an outlet that yeah. i can express myself in which is visual art so yeah. now it's like well i fucking love hip-hop and i love hip-hop because of dance music and sampling and drum and bass is hip-hop sample heavy yeah and i got into it in a really roundabout way so i wasn't into hip-hop i wasn't into wu-tang um in like 93 yeah or in the 90s when it, when some of my friends were i was into jungle yeah but through jungle i found hip-hop, hip-hop. yeah 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 yeah. a bit later but in a really roundabout in. way because yeah. i'm like and sampling from jump bass is like and jungle is like and garage as well it's like 
they're picking the strongest parts of those tunes and giving them to you over and over again. So they're drummed into your mind. And yeah. then when you hear the fucking track, like, um, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, this style is identical to none is one of the things I've just done. Yeah. When I when I knew it was a Shy FX tune, yeah. I didn't even know where the sample come from. And then when I heard the the, uh, the full track, I was like, "Fuck, that track's amazing as well." Yeah, yeah, like that's crazy. It's the thing. I mean, I, I was, I was, this is a, a weird one. I don't. I've, I've told before. Years ago, I was doing. I had Liam Howlett approach me to write to potentially write some lyrics or work for something for a, for a Prodigy record. And I wrote this track. And again, now I realise it was my ignorance of. Um, of writing really complex Scroobius Pip type lyrics for a Prodigy song, which isn't yeah. the isn't the match, which I now know that was it. But, but in that, I did I wrote a, a one chunk of lyrics that was a complete history of hip hop, and in that, it's just talking about how and I, I loved the irony of doing it on a Liam Howlett beat because they it's probably I probably heard the Prodigy before I heard Ultramax, so Fuck. smack right. my bitch up and yeah. take your brain to another dimension and things like that pay close attention all that is is taking samples but the beautiful irony i've kind of highlighted in the lyric was ultramags were, were one of the first to bring sampling into hip-hop so you had that beauty of ultramags bringing sampling in and then down the line a uh, uh, liam making some of their biggest songs from just uh, these vocal samples that are a tiny bit particularly the um the pay close attention, take your brain to turn other dimension. It's like, it's an aside at the end as the beat yeah. stops and then yeah. comes back. So, and things like that. It's that, like, yeah, it's those, those, those beautiful relationships of weaving into each other and finding that whole thing down the line. Yeah. That, it, that, that's exactly it. Like I was into, um, like rave music, all types, like old school, hardcore, um, all of that stuff. And it's, it's just riddled with quality, samples from everywhere yeah, soul yeah. music fucking yeah like hip hop even blues as well like it's, yeah. it's all there man and like well love or hate Moby he was one of the masters of it of just just bringing in these really obscure weird chanty type things and it was like wow there's some dope yeah, shit that I, it then became on every advert and became see, this big cliche of a sound Moby but... until I got a Go remix in drum and right. bass I got a white bootleg label of Go it's sick yeah. drum and bass mix. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard it but single-sided 12 and that was like i don't even know what this fucking tune is and then i had to check out moby's version it sounded like it'd come down off drugs it's and it's down. so yeah, slow yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like wow and and it's so much of drum and bass like some of the best tunes that don't appear on these compilations that do my head in that come yeah. out of you know the ministry of sound best of best of dubstep best of gary they don't feature some of the like pivotal tunes dubs, the, because the proper, they're yeah. illegally sampling yeah. Yeah. and but they're the things that uh, my favourite uh, jungle tune for example is DJ SS right black right and it's uh, Whitney Houston <laughs> amazing I will always love you it's fucking dark man Brilliant. as a tune yeah it's just gnarly jungle music and it doesn't sound like it works it's it's like love perfect it. man well, it's a, so perfect a while we're on music and and we touched on rave culture. The smiley face has been a big part of Riker's ident- of, of, your, of your identity as Riker as an artist as well, and also I think was a huge link in with when you then started working with Fatboy Slim as yes. well on the yeah. collaboration. So, kind of, what drew you to the smiley face? Was it just again a mashing of of ideas? Yeah, I mean, and then what brought in? Um, how did it come about to working with Norman Cook and and all of that? Um, so the, the the smiley for me was um, around the same time I was messing with the first hip hop lyrics. I was like trying to search for like what do what is what is my 
what am I trying to do with this art? What am I, what's my voice in this style? Cause, um, I made a decision to, to work under two names. So my real name, Ryan and Riker is the Star Wars mashup y yeah. kind of movie related stuff um, that looks a bit street arty, stencil. Yeah. And the Ryan stuff is a bit more serious. It's like the glass aesthetic, yeah. which I, I've actually coined the phrase, called, I call it Poptorian. So right. it's like pop yeah, yeah, Victorian yeah, yeah. artwork. Yeah, and I, I quite like it. And everyone seems to dig that now as, yeah. a, as a thing. As a so I've, yeah, I yeah. start using it as a hashtag, Poptorian. Nice. And it's like pop art for me is the starting point whenever I'm doing something I'm like well can I reference art history yeah and re and redo it in my style or can I you know take just take a little note from somewhere and take the next step yeah and for me the smiley face is like that's pure it's older than me it goes back to Woodstock like hippies and um, acid and that LSD but then do, like when I get involved in like I know a lot about Star Wars because I like the toys and I know shit that no one needs to know and yeah. I, I'm kind of the same when I got into dance music I knew too much and yeah. dig the history because like history is like the biggest thing I always say to anyone who's like oh what should I do like I'm like know your fucking history right yeah really it's like really important like whatever you're into just try and find where it came from yeah because do your that, research yeah and, like because, and learn the roots yeah like and, and it's what bugs me about what americans call edm right it's like you invented fucking house music yeah we just sold it back to you yeah, yeah now yeah, you're having yeah, raves yeah are you mental yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and, and that dj route 94 i think it's a really interesting name it's the route 94 i, I heard somewhere it's the road that connects chicago chicago route yeah yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like that's house music. That's the fucking road. Yeah, yeah, and and now you're embracing hit like oh, I don't know. It's weird. Know. Again, I've gone off on a tangent, but it's the confusion there. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. Or let's get back to the working with with a fat boy slim because that seemed to to blow up and go really well. And look, what was the stuff? Or what, or what was the first thing you worked together on? And what? Well, he he bought a smiley. He bought one right. of my artworks um, in this pop Torian style. Um, he collects smiley motifs he collects anything that's had that yeah. embellished in it yeah. and he's got cabinets in his house amazing that are like any, everything from condoms to toothbrushes to bouncy balls to brilliant like everything yeah and so that was the in, um, sort of intro but that was two years before i ever met him mm. um and then i got uh, contacted by his like management and they were like oh um wonder if you want to work with us on um you know, some graphics and I was like, yeah, of course I do. I, I fucking left school listening to you've come a long way, baby. Yeah, yeah. So it was like pretty, pretty weird. I still get spooked out now when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm doing it, whatever. It's like, you know, I'll do it for nothing. It's, it's just a no brainer. And, and that just flourished and we, we still work together now. And I've done, Amazing. I've done a lyric piece, ironically of a sample he made. I mean, he's like the King sampler for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and inventing a, kind of inventing a subgenre uh, as well he's the one person i've recorded a specific vocal for because he got me to do a fat boy slim just a band and it was when we were, it was really early on for me and dan and all we all we really had known was thou shout and and he was into it and he started playing it in his live shows and having the video on the massive screen and all that oh, wow. and then i recorded oh. a separate fat boy slim so it was just the just a band bit so he's like a dub plate yeah yeah play, so right? he just did the just Adjust a, it'd do a load of the Just a Band bit and mix in some of them bands, <laughs> and then it'd get to that and it'd just loop going Fat Boy Slim, Just a Band, and everyone, you know, him building it up and everyone going nuts. And yeah, yeah, loves I, it. 
Yeah, I lo- I actually love that track as well, the yeah. Just a Band thing. And I, I, I went down well. Yeah, it's, it, it is good because people do get lost in um, hero worship as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Bowie thing is like, I know it's like, it's it's quite fresh, but it's like rightly so with him. Yeah, he was like, completely a unique and... Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's still an odd one because I've, again, I discussed this, I, I recorded a podcast yesterday, which probably will have come out a month before, as we don't know when this one's going out. Yeah. But with Robin Ince, and it was it was the day that, that Bowie had died. And it is a weird one, because I still kind of want to remind people that you his music hasn't gone anywhere or died no. at all. You've still got... And for 99% of the people, your relationship with Bowie can remain beautifully the same. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? You've still got every song that you previously listened to. That, 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 that will never change. The only thing that's changed, I guess from your own perspective is that kind of the greed of necessarily of wanting another album or what could have come down the line, but still there probably wouldn't have been that much more. You've just got an amazing new album off him. So yeah, he sort of, um, well, you look at it now and he, he sort of signed off with that. He knew yeah. what was happening and, yeah. uh, that's a, that's a pretty it's cool way to go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind like, of organized and wonderful. Um, and yeah, totally right. What you said, um, I think I think that's a lot with like music and film. You know, it is tragic when some like a favorite actor or a favorite musician dies, but you have to just pinch yourself and go, well, what was my relationship? Yeah, yeah, really that, with that those, remains yeah. the same. And in many yeah. ways, as as Robin Ince highlighted, actually, ninety percent of the songs that you listen to, you know, yesterday or today, are going to mean all the more. And particularly as you said, that new record where you now it feels like such a signing off. It was great already. Now, in the context of when it came and what it meant, wow. Yeah, it's like Johnny Cash is hurt for me. Yeah, yeah, completely. Same, same sort of fucking exactly spine chilling. Yeah, just like, wow. Sh- spine and the video as well, man. Then- he's like, he's, he, you know, he's a widower in that. Yeah. He's like, fuck. He's, he's ready to go. It's man. amazing, he's, pa- he's fucking bags are packed. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he, he didn't need to do it. Stunning, yeah. So, so again, so you've, you've also worked with... Kasabian and numerous other people. So how's that been, kind of getting that, um, going from, again, struggling to sell stuff to them being, oh, shit, not only have I got a career in this, I've got fans that are in music, as yeah. a fan of music, you know? Yeah, as a fan of music, this is brilliant because it's it's coming round full circle and I'm I'm not making music, but I'm getting to... Uh, yeah, that's the closest thing to it. I'm to be involved and have an impact on it. artists, Co- yeah. Collaborating on the artwork, on, on video type stuff and, yeah. and working together. Um, and it, it's come about the same way. Um, Serge has bought some of my artworks. Yeah. He was, you know, he started collecting stuff and uh, one of the galleries I work with managed to hook that up. Yeah. Just put it to him and he was like, fucking yeah. Like, use whatever I've written, man. Just do whatever. I love it. So I, I was like, oh. And I, I chose... Um, I'm the king and she's my queen. Because like, what I try and do with the lyrics as well is try and not be so obvious. It's it's hard with hip hop just because it's really popular now yeah, and loads yeah. of people are aware. But it's picking snippets of songs and lyrics that um, stand alone, away from the music, away yeah. from the track, and that might take you a second to go, "Oh shit, that's a yeah. that's from that song." But not isn't necessarily it? Than- like you don't need to know. Um, you don't need to know the yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. The first thing I put out in that way was the cash rules thing. And mm. I sold about three or four to people in finance, banking. They had no fucking idea they were buying Wu-Tang. Yeah, like, I love it. And that's like brilliant because... <laughs> Beautiful it's, irony it, of that. Yeah, I love it's it. like they're buying it because that's their world. Because cash does rule yeah. everything around them. And 
Even and now. they are the biggest, the biggest gangsters on the planet. So it's kind of it's fitting in that in many ways. Yeah, they they are in the fucking thirty six chambers with all the gold, man. It's like <laughs> it's mental, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're making moves like the Shaolin. That's, that's yeah, basically yeah. It. they're all fucking secret. It's and, nuts. It's, so how has it been the variation I mean you touched on on mentioning just the different galleries there what's it like to put on an exhibition and and, and then the variation of in the UK in Europe in America in Japan is it always something that you're out there actively doing or is it a curator can contact you and say we want to do this Um, it works um, now I'm fortunate enough to um, be contacted by galleries curators who want to do stuff and like last year 2015 um was lucky enough to go i did a show in la where i was awarded like brit artist of the year Amazing. for brit week um i did a solo show in tokyo i did a small solo show in paris um and then various group shows around yeah. the place like madrid and hong kong and and, and then being involved in like even the art circuit but it, i don't um I'm not putting myself. I'm not like like cold calling anymore. Yeah, don't yeah, have to do that. Yeah. I did that in the early days, and you're just met with blanks. Like just trying to get a space, trying to get man. some 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 wall soul space. Because yeah. you're nobody. You've got no history. So now I'm ten years old. I've got a little tiny bit of history. Yeah, and even though I'm ten years old, everyone I look up to, or, or I'm competing with, let's say, because everyone, all, all, all everyone's competing yeah, in yeah, art, of course, and you are secretly trying to outdo each other because you want to I don't know it's kind of that I, I try not to I try and collaborate with a lot of artists and I have done yeah because um, I just don't think it's positive but be. every genre ends up that way in some way there's going to be some level and particularly when yeah. as you said sometimes it's coming up with an idea that's so beautifully obvious that then it will kill you because you'll see someone else do it like as, well, as, as you daily. said it seems perfect the the, the the Reservoir Dogs and the Stormtroopers there'll be similar things that you'll see another artist do it and it'll be like, oh, that's cool. But then you'll be like, fuck, well, that was literally yeah, I mean, going back a day to that, from my mindset. I would yeah. Have thought, yeah. So I put that out in a hurry. I had the idea. I was like, and, and the internet, even 10 years ago, we didn't have those platforms. Yeah. It was, um, I think even more, it wasn't even Facebook then. Yeah. Like massive. It was MySpace. Well, MySpace but MySpace was more music geared. Yeah. So yeah, it didn't, completely. It, it was not like a platform for artists. Instagram's changed everything. I was going to say, how big an impact has Instagram had? Because I still feel artists and tattoo artists instagram has changed and guys with beards but that's and and, <laughs> and, and, and girls in underwear that their lives have been changed but let's focus on the yeah, on the artists are, and and yeah. uh, and tattoo artists i think they're the two that instagram has suddenly gone right you can now become it's, it's weird because the difference i guess is with the guys with beards and girls with no clothes on is the artists and tattoo artists can make a career out of this it's one thing to be instagram famous because you're a pretty girl but that yeah. might not necessarily turn into a day job whereas for artists and tattoo artists if you use it right this can turn your your passion into a living into your day job into yeah, your career it is is um it's good in two things it like it allows you to if you've got an idea yeah and you don't want to you haven't got the time to find like so if I come up with an idea this evening and I do a little neat enough sketch and I Instagram it, I've kind of copyrighted it. Yeah. Like you've made instantly. That note. It's, it's fucking there. history there. Yeah. It's it's there. It's it, you know, and there's no argument with I posted it up. Yeah. Um so it's good for that, for just getting an idea out and just going, Well, 
like I'm first past the post. I can go and fine tune that now and work on it. And I've done that with some ideas. Yeah. I've seen shit and I'm like, oh, it's getting close, man. I've got to put this out. Yeah. And on the other side of that is it's good for checking if you're stepping on someone's toes, like yeah. accidentally. Yeah, that's because great. It's, it's, it's soul-destroying it's, it's soul yeah. to find shit that's been done. And sometimes I'd say like, you know, 90% of the time it acts as a deterrent. If you find something that's been done similar, you just go, ah, fuck it. Like, right, brother. No point. Yeah. Let's, let's go on to next idea. Sometimes, and I, I had this recently, is um, I'll go, oh man, that's so shit. I've got to do my one. Yeah. It's yeah. so close, but <laughs> fucking hell, I yeah, have to. Yeah, they've not done it right. Yeah, 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 it's like, that needs to be brushed aside. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the the one was the... Um, the Zen Trooper, I call it, which is the Buddha Stormtrooper. Yeah. Yep. I went to, my first trip to Japan back in uh, 2014. I visited the Great Buddha of Kamakura, right. and it survived the Great Wave. Wow. It dates back to, I think it's like f- um, the 13th century or the 14th yeah. century. It's and it's fucking cool, man. It's like the Statue of Liberty. It's green, copper. Amazing. You can yeah. go inside it. Um, oh, wow. It's not. It's it's huge, but it's not as big as the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Anyway, come back from that, and I was like, I've got to make a fucking stormtrooper because for me, it's like if you put a stormtrooper on um, this Zen guy, he's contemplating what the fuck he's doing. Like, yeah. He's no longer at war. He's like kind of, and I like the idea of they're not able to remove their armor. Yeah, they're like they've got to move on. You know, they're they're branded. Yeah, they're, yeah. It's almost like they're not a person inside. They are it. Yeah, they're yeah, an exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and that was like yeah. So the Zen trooper was based on the Buddha at Kamakura, and the a Japanese Buddha is very different from a Chinese Buddha. Uh, Chinese Buddhas are kind of cartoons of Buddha. They're yeah. fat. They're about wealth. They're yeah, about yeah. fucking. You know, they're like almost hip hop Buddhas. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they're, they're about fortune and what they can yeah. bring to you. Yeah. Whereas the the Japanese Buddha, just doing a little bit of research, he was like, no man, it's about a way of thinking, a way of treating people. Yeah. And you know, be nice. It's karma. It's like be nice, and nice things happen. And yeah. and there's it's never too late. Yeah. To fucking change. Yeah. yeah and and that's why I like that. I think it's really powerful using something that's a war, a soldier. Yeah. yeah. And turning him into this guy who's like, oh fuck, man, I made a mistake. And again, again it ha- it's what it's happened, happened in the new in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, wow. And and that's that's something that um you know I'm working on again I'm doing it in different sizes I've now got a four foot version of that I do want to build a twenty foot version yeah I mean I saw you were making a giant one you had yeah the cast back there for a giant one but so I actually want to make one that's a complete replica of the one in Japan wow it's just finding the person with the the budget the, 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 budget, the budget and, and the, the need the, the land. desire yeah yeah, yeah yeah someone to give me permission to dump it there yeah but, uh, you know. Down the line, hopefully. I mean, you know, every now and then, as Simon Pegg ch- tunes into the podcast, he's he's got, I'm sure he's got a decent amount of land and a, a love of Star Wars, <laughs> so we could help Pegg. He's obviously good friends with everyone making the Star Wars, but, although we could have some conflicts there, actually. But still, that could be a good... I'm sure J.J. Abrams would like a massive Zen Stormtrooper. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I'm not, like, I'm not tarnishing no. fucking brand, man. I'm an no, exactly. ultra fan. Like, it's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. a super fan. I'm like... I'm... This, this, you know, doing stuff that's got religious... I'm not an iconoclast either. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to decimate that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just using existing pop culture again, icons. I, I, I hate it when I've been told off before and I think it's completely wrong and, and, and you know me well enough to know it's not the case. But I've had one person say, in your podcast, you always try and bring it back round to you and that's not me that's that's not my way but but one it's, it comes around it's exactly what i did with thou shout and with 
a, a letter from God to man. I'm not religious. I'm also not a fuck religion. It's not for me. I don't care. But mm. there's some amazing constructs there that people know and understand that you can then use if you're choosing the Ten Commandments. That's an amazing construct. Or the idea of God, amazing construct to then go, now yeah. I can get my message across within an already very f- familiar format. You don't have to tell much. Like, you don't have to give a big story of who this person's sitting down is. It's a Buddha. You know yeah. you know what a Buddha is. You know the, the yeah. message and meaning yeah. behind that. And... Um- yeah, it's a so, shorthand. It's a great sh- a, a, a shorthand for getting a message or your point across. I yeah, guess. I mean that's that's um, that's art. That's pop. Like I'm into pop art. Yeah, I'm. I don't see myself as anything other than a pop artist, um, and pop being popular culture. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. It's like something that you can instantly connect to. I'm not a massive fan of conceptual art. Yeah, some of my ideas are deep, but I'm presenting them in a really easy accessible way yeah. and, and it that's, looks good it looks fun that's yeah like art needed. should be like oh fuck that looks that looks dope and i wonder if there's something else going on and on, that's the art i like on, on next to us, us now we've got your totem pole which again is one of the first or not one of the first ones one of the ones i saw recently that i was like dude that's amazing and it's again it's just so simple on the top of the totem pole on one side you've got optimus prime on the other side you've got Megatron yeah. and then the, the head underneath that on one side you've got Yoda on the other side you've got a Darth Vader the one below that you've got He-Man and you've got Skeletor and the one below that you've got is it a turtle and yes yeah, you've got a turtle, turtle and, 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 and a, sh- a shredder and again you don't have to go well what's the deep meaning there it's like no they're just cool characters that are all the good and evil it's, yeah. they're, they're, both, they're all iconic and in, if you know one of them you know all of them well, yeah, this is Which it. Which is the weird combination there. It is odd that you, I can't see anyone. Like, if someone looks at it and goes, I don't know what that is, then they won't know any of them. But if you know either Turtles or He-Man or Star Wars or Transformers, then you yeah. know all four. What's the chances of someone looking at that and not getting one of the eight? Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's not. It's what impossible. What fucking rock have you been happen. living under? Yeah, yeah. Or, or are you someone's granddad? Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because like I, I'm interested in... Um, the reason I like um, you've actually turned me on to spoken word, and I've discovered like, or appreciate more yeah. of that stuff now, yeah, yeah, more, yeah. more so than hip hop, like um, the rhyming and the clever wordplay. Yeah. But like, what you did is different, and that got me listening to loads more new stuff that I would never have yeah, had yeah, the yeah. time for before. And wordplay is something that I use in my art, but I'm also interested in. I wish I had the time to write some stuff, but. Um, the totem was actually me coming up with this free. This, what does toy mean? And it's totem of youth. Wow! Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. is that. That's amazing. And and it's that a made, totem yeah, pole of beautiful. my fucking childhood. Totem of youth. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah I love that. And 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 that's that was the idea. Man. It's like you, just little things like that. Um, you know, acronyms. I always find and yeah. more so like I don't like the way the internet is going about killing vowels off. Yeah, that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, being, I say, classically trained, but doing sign right, it's like not yeah. about that. It's about fucking doing stuff right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, yeah, I like, I, love it. I like stuff like that. So the, yeah, like the totem of youth, like that is a toy. Yeah, that's and that's great. why I collect. That blows them. my mind. Like, I love that because it. And and the other thing is like toys are time machines. Nostalgia yeah. is like a fucking black hole. Completely. Yeah, it's I, like, I, I ordered. A little while ago, I had a really weird day where I realised, and this is going to sound depressing, but I honestly wasn't miserable. I was, I was sitting there thinking, what can I think of the happiest moment in my life? And literally, I thought, right, yeah, I, it's when I got the 
a Land Before Time hand puppets. They were never seen. That. They were these these little rubber hand puppets that that, that Pizza Hut did, <laughs> and they're these they're, they're of the of the dinosaurs from 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 Land Before Time. And I thought, wow, that's generally partly because I love pizza as well. So obviously, I'd just eaten pizza, win win, and I've got these little toys from my favourite <laughs> film at the time. I love dinosaurs. Instantly. I went on eBay and bought all three of the oh, of the shit. Land Before Time toys. So I've got I'm these. List them up now. <laughs> they're really great. They're these just little r- rubber hand toys. They're tough because they were clearly. It wasn't until I got them I realised I've got grown up hands now. So they're kind of made for children's hands. But oh, right. again, that's it was quite, this. Yeah. It was this beautiful thing though of like right. That's that's that simplicity of that nostalgia of just going right. That was that was the point I can identify as. There was n- nothing at all that was wrong in my world at that point. I just eaten yeah. pizza. I had some new toys. I was talking to a dinosaur. That's pretty yeah. sweet. That's you can't get better than that. You, I couldn't have that now. I'd be contemplating t- t- too much. But it's that innocence and, and nostalgia that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and that yeah, that's that's quality. I mean, I love like stormtroopers. Um, take it's, it's really weird. Like my relationship with a stormtrooper is because I was born in eighty one. I wasn't presented with the Star Wars films until I was like the right age, but I was also privileged to be able to watch all three back to back. Yeah, yeah. At that stage, Same. my you know my uncle who um, he's a he's a screenwriter, um, he is a film nut, so he educated me in movies and like it's he showed me all the shit I needed to see. Yeah, at the right times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm. Um, I always. I it, one of the things I always remember is why did he sense a RoboCop? There was a bit in RoboCop. Like, I watched most of it, but I didn't see the bit where they blow him up. Like you know, right. they shoot him to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. see that. He was like, that's too violent. Like, he drew the line. It's amazing that he had his. And I saw that down the line. I was like, it's like a B movie gore man. In the end. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have dealt with that. I think. At it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and video games weren't as bad when I was a kid. They were pixels. Yeah, like, they were. Yeah. They were fucking hideous. You ain't gonna go out and even. And be inspired, yeah. By other, I remember Pit Fighter in the arcades being particularly Pit excited Fighter, about yeah. Pit Fighter and that it being brutal and having blood, and that and Mortal Kombat being the first to have blood and stuff like that was like, yeah, Mortal Kombat was <gasps> like, shit. yeah, it was vicious. I remember like you know, um, getting out of school at lunch, and I went to school in um, Bethnal Green, yeah. We used to go to this like little tiny news agents, and he had a Mortal Kombat arcade machine, like a bootleg one, genius, and we used to just fucking like not go back to school and just. <laughs> rip each other's heads off it was like perfect perfect and, and, it, and it was like oh yeah this is actually not that good that, and, uh, ge- that was back in the though. day I was thinking about this the other day it's like video like no like arcades are gone yeah because home consoles caught it's up taken over everything yeah well they Completely. just caught you up you don't release any arcade you must remember anymore. going to arcades when that was cutting edge and your games at home were shit or I went to school in South End, and, and <laughs> right. that's, you know we, we'd go down the seafront, and the arcades were the, the biggest thing. I always also remember as a kid going on holiday to America, and me and my brother are still convinced that we're within the first few British people to complete <laughs> this Simpsons computer game or arcade the four game, four-player one. Yeah, the that arcade dope, game because that, that wasn't out Fuck. in England yet, and we played it. It just came out in America the week we were there, and we sat there and just completed the, the whole thing. And we're still like convinced that if we weren't the first. British people to complete it. We were in the top few, but yeah. but things like that, you don't have that now, and it's it's gone. You don't. No. What um, was the last game released in the arcade? There's not. There was there, a there probably Star Wars one and continuations. I actually, oh, really, because my mum lives in Southend, so yeah. um, I drove to see her and slipped off to the arcade. Brilliant. to play um, this Star Wars. It's like in an orb. It's that's it. All, all of them now. It's a it's, unit. Of, so yeah. like, if they release I mean, something that's film related, it'll be good. in a. But it's already been bettered by Battlefront. 
in terms of like immersive like, I don't play games it's anymore crazy, I, don't, isn't it? I just yeah. don't have time for it so my last console was an N64 like yeah. I actually ducked out and I'm like so tempted to get back in I'm like if yeah. I buy a PS4 or an Xbox I'm done Done. I've got too much work to do go downhill and that's the beauty I mean I'm the same I've got a few consoles but I, I rarely play them like last year I don't know if I played a single game yeah. I don't know if I did I'm, I'm, I may have done but you know not, not often it, it's that thing and looking around your studio and everything now it's you've got to be self-motivated. All this happens if you make it happen. Yeah. There's no one that's going to make you build all of this and make all this happen. It's kind of has to be off your off your own back. So yeah, and that's, that's the um, beauty of it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like coming in every day. I I don't work on one thing. Um, but as you, I already explained. Like people come in, I, I get embarrassed for the first five minutes because I'm like, fuck, it's actually a dump. <laughs> but it's kind of You're like on so many different. Yeah, it's that once. thing of like, well, this is my train of thought. It is actually this is the mind yeah. of. Um, I'm not a clean and tidy person. Um, I'm. It's a mess. Oh, and this shit the, is colliding. That's been one of the, the coolest things to see is the Frankenstein nature of a lot of it. Of seeing somewhere you've got an original Star Wars toy and the head's been ripped off and something else is put on top. Yeah. And seeing that that process and the motion to get into the actual complete and polished and lovely looking thing. But we should start to wrap up now, really. So where can people keep up to date on everything everything you do? I assume Instagram's a good port, but I'm sure there's a website as well. So what's your addresses? Um, right, so my website um, for both bodies of work, t- um, they take you to the same website. It's kind of a schizophrenic website. Brilliant. So it's um, www.ryca.net. Yeah. And also www.ryancallanan, which is R-Y-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-N-A-N.com. And that will take you to a website with loads of stuff. My Instagram's embedded in that. Yeah. My Instagram, if you just want to click on that is at ryca underscore art yeah um yeah and that's it i mean that's been that's that's what i put most stuff on i think it's so easy it's great that there's um, just a, it's 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 been set up in such a way that you can just make i've got you living there that's i've got it. a facebook page but i i kind of like i'm a bit lazy with the facebook because it's like long I yeah think it's long-winded yeah and um it's really annoying because i set it up in the back in the day and I, I made a typo and they don't let you fucking change it oh really and it's so like what's the typo is it it's, well it's meant to say official in brackets and it doesn't it's missing an eye <laughs> so I'm like oh fuck it I've got to live with it now because there's yeah. like 6,000 people liking there. it Unlike and it. and I'm like there's it. no one to contact yeah I love that you're so, just stuck with it how That's can beautiful. they not let me just put the eye in to correct it it's harsh man it's, it's harsh well so, yeah yeah that's perfect well thank you very much for chatting and I'm excited to see how these this first 50 go and then uh, and what we do with these down the line so thank you very much sir Cheers. Thanks. You've been listening to Scrooge Pit's Discretion Pieces. There we go, Mr. Ryan Callan, a.k.a. Riker. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I thought it was... I loved having a, a chat with him. Obviously, I've known Riker a while now. I got to know him through being a fan of his work. But it's great to to get him on the podcast and have a good in-depth chat. If you missed it early on, the, 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 the place that you can go to get these toys, if you're... If you're you're quick enough it's a limited edition of 60 they're numbered is we don't play dot speech development records dot com w-e-d-o-n-t-p-l-a-y dot 
speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Go check it out. Thank you very much for for tuning in and for the just continued support. It's always amazing the to see us constantly climbing these charts and getting all over the place. So um, please, if you can, if if you want to go on iTunes and rate us, give us a five star rating and give us reviews and stuff like that. It all genuinely helps. It helps our chart position. It helps um, potential sponsors and, and, and people like that know that we're a solid bet. Um, and that keeps it all free for you guys every week. We'll, we've not missed a week now. It's episode 85. And we've not, you know, there's been at least a one a week for well over a year now. So it's amazing that you guys are supporting us enough to be able to, to keep doing that and putting that out there. Um, I think that's everything. So tune in and next week for more wonderful guests and wonderful discussion. I'm Scroobius Pip. You can find me at, at Scroobius Pip Yo on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip. Big love to King Blues who, uh, the, 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 the new video has gone down insanely well. Um, a huge welcome onto the label. They're smashing it on tour with with Enter Shikari at the moment. Big love to Enter Shikari again, f- former podcast guests. Uh, so yeah, big love to everyone there. Catch them on tour if you can, or just catch that new record off with their heads. It's amazing. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you kids next week. I'm out.